It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cougar Nation gets a lot of respect from the Locked On Podcast Network. Allow me to explain and also updates on two high-level prospects BYU's after in the 2024 class. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, and thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for checking out your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege, and when you enter the promo code lockedoncollege, you'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Great offer there. We'll tell you more about them as today's show progresses but want to dive right in on today's show and we did a really cool thing over the past week or so here on the Locked On Podcast Network where we as hosts in each one of the conferences and we have shows that go across the entirety of college football across all power five conferences and we had an opportunity to vote for each one of our conferences for example I was obviously covering BYU so I was part of the big 12 voting and we went down a list and voted literally 1 to 14 on various topics BYU kind of finished middle of the pack in most of the conversations out there. BYU finished, for example, number six in overall athletic department rankings. They were, uh, I think, number eight in, in defense ratings, but funny enough, they were 12th in offense. I, I didn't necessarily get that one because I actually had BYU high, rated higher on offense than I did defense, but nonetheless, our hosts had their, way to, had their opportunity to have their say on things, but there was one particular subject where BYU stood out above all the rest, and it was, un, it was undoubtedly an easy pick, it felt like, because BYU came out as number one. I'm going to throw the graphic up right now. You'll be able to see it if you're watching this on YouTube. But BYU checks in as the number one fan base in the entirety of the Big 12. Consider that. You out there in Cougar Nation have already got that much respect from the rest of the other 14 teams, or at least our hosts here on the Locked On Podcast Network, who cover other teams in the Big 12 to rate BYU as the best fan base in the entirety of the conference. And I don't think this is out of bounds by any means, because BYU fans, you guys know who you are. You are dyed in the wool. You're true blue. And I don't say that uh, mockingly. BYU fans are the hardiest of the hardy, because honestly, and this is, this is also something I love about Cougar Nation simply put, BYU, when it comes to Cougar fans, is you guys care about BYU first and foremost. And anything beyond that is extra. But it's BYU for many of you. You're diehards. You're, you're truthfully, BYU is your live or die thing. And I think that's absolutely a great thing for BYU. The one thing that BYU feels like can always rely on with Cougar Nation and the fan base out there is the fact that you guys are will always have an undying passion for BYU to be at its absolute best, if at all possible. Obviously, the Cougars are going to fall short in circumstances. We've talked on this podcast, those of you who are everydayers here on the podcast, hear me talk all the time that I think success this year for BYU is a six-win season. There are some of you, and trust me, I've gotten plenty of pushback on social media from you guys saying that 6-6 six and six isn't good enough year one in the Big 12. That That's the passion I'm talking about. And I know that Big 12 uh, fans and the other hosts on the Locked On uh, 
channel that I associate with, and the vast majority of the Big 12 teams we have are covered by a daily podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. They see the passion. Guys like Drake Toll from Locked On Baylor, he talks about it all the time. John Williams from Locked On Sooners. I've gotten comments from our former Locked On Big 12 host, Josh Neighbors. I was on his podcast just last week, and he talked about the passion of BYU fans. So give yourselves a pat on the back. It's awesome to see BYU in front of number two, Oklahoma, and number three, Texas. Those are two very hearty fan bases in their own right and actually are fan bases that are the quote-unquote blue bloods, but BYU tops them all. So, like I said, just give yourself a pat on the back. You guys have made such an impression on our Locked On podcast hosts, our Locked On Big 12 hosts, that they believe BYU has the best fan base in the entirety of the Big 12. Now, can we also acknowledge that uh, years down the road, potentially, if BYU starts really invading all these Big 12 venues, and I fully expect that they will do this because they did it during the WAC era, they did it during the Mountain West era, they did it everywhere around the country during the independence years for BYU, BYU fans will show up in droves in Big 12 country. Will that drive opposing fan bases mad? Absolutely, because they do not want to see 30 or 40,000 BYU fans showing up to their home venue and essentially uh, having a takeover of the their home game. But nonetheless, that shows you the just the far reach that BYU fans have. And that's, that's what I love about this. So, uh, like I said, a big tip of the cap to all of you out there in Cougar Nation for representing on a big stage. And obviously, the, you, you've made an impression on our host here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to continue to talk about these different rankings and where I think BYU should check in. Because uh, they don't check in in the top five for any one of the other topics that we had a chance to weigh in on. But we will talk about these as shows progress over the next week or so and give you my thoughts about why BYU wasn't in the top five in certain circumstances. For example, why are they not one of the top five offenses in the Big 12? Why are they not? Why is Kalani Satake not one of the top five coaches in the Big 12? We, we've voted on a vast myriad of different topics, but it's just kind of some fun content. But nonetheless, Cougar Nation, you guys reign supreme atop the fan base rankings when it comes to the Locked On Big 12 channel and the Locked On Podcast Network. So a big tip of the cap to all of you. And obviously, we'll continue, like I said, to break these different topics down in coming podcasts. But that was one. I mean, you know what? I'm going to go out. We're going to start off with some sizzle. We're going to have BYU number one. You can you can put it up there if you want. I'm going to tweet out the graphic if you want to retweet it on Locked On Cougars. We'll also probably put it up on uh, uh, put up on Twitter, obviously. We're going to put it up on Instagram as well as Facebook. We'll make sure you, uh, we pub that a little bit so you guys can go and crow about it. The BYU is number one and uh, probably needle you know, a few Utah fans along the way. But nonetheless, it's really, really fun. And like I said, congratulations to all of you out there in Cougar Nation. Now, we're going to come up next. We're going to flip over and talk a little bit more recruiting. June has become a very, very intriguing and busy month on the recruiting trail for BYU and more so considering now official visits are being allowed during this month. It's going to allow a number of players that are going to be able to visit BYU or have already visited BYU. One very prominent quarterback prospect is going to be visiting BYU next week and he was thought to be a guy that BYU would have to flip uh, from his commitment but EJ Kamenong has backed off of his pledge to the University of Washington. Why he did that? What do I make of his game? We'll talk about all of that as we continue on right here on Locked on 
Cougars. Now, a word real quick on our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the best shorts I, I've worn. My friends, they sent me two pairs. I'm absolutely loving them. The best part about Bird Dogs is they are stretched khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and your leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. The best part is they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And more importantly, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. These have what they call cloud knit fabric that looks just like the khaki you would get uh, from your regular cotton shorts, but they stretch to give you that waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. The best part is they're also offering you guys and have integrated into them anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I'm actually recording this today wearing a pair of my bird dogs. I cannot recommend them enough. The best part is if you go to birddogs.com slash college and enter the promo code LockedOnCollege, you get one of these cool things. I'm holding up if you're watching this on YouTube, but what it is, it is a Yeti-style tumbler that is custom inscribed with the Bird Dogs logo and name right on it. It's fantastic stuff. So that's birddogs.com slash college. That free Yeti-style tumbler using the promo code LockedOnCollege. You will not want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen to the day. Thank you to all of you for being everydayers with us here on the podcast. Like I mentioned, Cougar Nation, you guys have shown up. I'm going to tell you guys about a really cool opportunity to win some BYU gear from this here podcast here in a moment. But I wanted to encourage you guys tomorrow, Thursday edition of the podcast, uh, we typically start uh, doing mailbag stuff. So if you guys have questions that you want to be entered into the mailbag that we can answer for you guys, please submit them now. Whether it's via email at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com or drop us a note on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, DMS, whatever it is. You can send it in. You also can send it to my personal Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to garner and answer as many questions as we possibly can muster. We do this on a weekly basis, and you guys respond in mass, so thank you for doing that. Alright, uh, two recruiting updates we need to talk about here. Uh, first one, uh, coming after I finished uh, the Tuesday edition of our podcast late Monday night. Saw this as I got ready to go to bed, but EJ Kamenong, who is a product of Garfield High School, or currently at Garfield High school in the Seattle, Washington area. A three-star prospect, actually a high-level three-star prospect. We're saying the same type of tier as Maya Louiaki Smith, who we have talked about, already went on his official visit this past weekend to BYU. Maya Louiaki Smith is a high three-star prospect according to 24-7 Sports. The 24-7 Sports composite rating has Smith as a four-star prospect. They have EJ Kamenong in similar territory. He is an 89 according uh, to 24-7 Sports. The 21st quarterback uh, rated in the 2024 class, but his composite rating around the country is just a shade under four-star status. So he's just slightly less rated than a guy like Maya Luiaki Smith. Now these are very different quarterbacks. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Maya Luiaki Smith is a six foot four, two hundred and five pound behemoth. He is like your prototypical quarterback. Has the ability to make every throw. It feels like uh, just to make throws when he's on the run, going across his body. He's just got an absolute cannon for an arm that can make all throws from any angle he possibly needs to do that. I had a chance to watch EJ Kamenong's film, and he has a, a similar ability to a guy like Maya Luiaki Smith, but he is actually better when his feet are set. He is more of a guy that when he's got his feet right, when he is on platform, as they say, he's absolutely delivering surgical strikes to all 
corners of the field. His issue, what I saw, and like I said, I, I'm an amateur eye, but what I saw is that when he's on the move a little bit, his accuracy can wane a little bit, but that's not atypical for most quarterbacks out there. Uh, very few quarterbacks are as accurate on the move as they are when their feet are set, but that's one thing I'm about to about Kamenong. But there was a the thought that BYU, if they were going to bring this kid in, they have to flip him away from Washington, his hometown team. He'd been a longtime commit uh, to playing for the Huskies and was a guy that uh, BYU was interested in, but they decided they were going to see if they could get him come on, to come on an official visit. He will do so next week. And the thought was, okay, we're going to have to prove to him that BYU is the better option than Washington. And they still have to prove that. There's no doubt about that. He's going on other visits to Cal, some of these other programs out there. Uh, Oregon State's in the mix for him as well. But the thing about this is he recently did decommitted from Washington where he was supposed to go on an official visit this coming weekend. He said that he will not uh, take part in that visit. So that's a bit of a surprise there because, like I said, this is a hometown kid. Garfield High School is right there in Seattle. Washington was probably the school he grew up rooting for, watching most closely because it's right there in his proverbial backyard. But he's backed off that commitment and will not make an official visit to Washington. Does that mean the Huskies are out of the mix? No, I don't think so. But he is looking at all options right now. And I know BYU, based on conversations I've had with folks inside the BYU football program, they would like to have this guy if they cannot land a guy like Maya Luiaki-Smith in the recruiting uh, the recruiting sweepstakes, I guess you should say. The recruiting, uh, the, the different uh, periods they're going through right now, obviously the summer period, but the nice part is they have two very high-level options at quarterback here. We already talked yesterday about Enoch Watson. If you missed that, go back and listen to that episode. We talked about what he will offer to BYU, but he's a little different in his circumstance because he's going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and will not necessarily count as a guy for for the 2024 quarterback slot that you expect to be on campus right away. EJ Kamenong and or Maya Luiaki-Smith fit that role, and that's the guy or guys that you would figure are probably 1-2 to fill that role as the freshman quarterback during the in the 2024 class for BYU. Does that mean that they're going to be the level of player that you, you're projecting them to be? No, because everything's a crapshoot in recruiting. But the nice part is what I saw from EJ Kamenong is he has a great ability to get the ball to all levels of the field. Short, intermediate, and deep ball when his feet are set. Like I said, his his chief weakness that I saw sometimes can be his accuracy can wane as he gets uh, flustered and get maybe gets out, uh, out of the pocket, off platform. That That's something you can train a quarterback to get better at, but the thing about this is, I think that if you can't win the Maya Luiaki Smith sweepstakes, I think EJ Kamenong would not necessarily be a consolation prize, uh, but he would be a phenomenal pickup for BYU, honestly. I, I still think that Smith is the guy that BYU would prefer to have. But like I said, if Smith decides to pick elsewhere, EJ Kamenong will slot in just fine. And I think BYU fans, you'd be very lucky to have this kid suiting up for the BYU Cougars. He's not as big as a guy like Maya Smith. Uh, Kamenong checking in at 6'2", 200 pounds, but still plenty of size on him. And like I said, the ability, he's just got a phenomenal ability to deliver the ball to all corners of the field. And accurately, might I add. That's the one thing I really liked about him is when he was on platform, very accurate ball, like I said, short. Short, intermediate, and deep ball. He, he gets it to where it needs to be when it needs to be there. So very intrigued by EJ Kamenong. Now, I mentioned this yesterday on the podcast that we saw that Byron Ellison, a running back out of Texas, uh, plays at Louisville High School just north of Dallas. Uh, Louisville, funny enough, I actually uh, spent a summer living in Dallas, and I lived in Louisville. They are f- uh, famously known as the Farmers, the Louisville Farmers. But uh, Byron Ellison has announced a top five of uh, teams that he is interested in. He plans to make an announcement later this summer of where he will commit to. Uh, the final five uh, that he has currently listed are Arkansas State, Missouri, BYU, 
Cal, and Tulsa. Now, a mixture of, obviously, G5 programs with Arkansas State and Tulsa, but three high-level Power 5 programs, Missouri from the SEC, BYU from the Big 12, and Cal from the Pac-12. So he's got all kinds of options out there. I watched Byron Ellison's film, and I remember I had watched this back when he was offered. And let me remind you if you, have, if you forgot who Byron Ellison was. He was offered by BYU in May and kind of was one of those guys during the – there was a period there in May, if you recall, that BYU was throwing out just offers left and right, it felt like, to a number of different prospects. Well, Ellison was in that mix, and he has announced that BYU is one of his finalists. Obviously, we'll be waiting to find out if, if and when he will make an official visit to BYU and We'll continue to update you on that. But watching this kid's film, I get some vibes of a guy like, um, I'm trying to think of, of, I I, want to say it's a mixture of a guy like Miles Davis, who's currently on the roster at BYU. Obviously, Davis is kind of that tall, uh, slender running back who's got just a really nice, deceptive speed element to him. That's what I like about a guy like Viron Ellison. He's not the biggest running back. They list him at 6'1", 185 pounds, based on some of the rosters I saw. I saw somebody list him at almost 6'2", but he is not necessarily the biggest running back, but he's smooth. And I I, I really like his running style. Like I said, smooth running backs sometimes can scare people out there making you think, oh, they're not physical enough. They're not willing to put their shoulder down. The film I saw from Byron Ellison, he is more than capable of putting that shoulder down. He will obviously bulk up in a weight program like BYU's if he were to pick the Cougars, but uh, I'm intrigued by a guy like Byron Ellison. I think he'd be a nice uh, kind of the lightning to a thunder, if that makes sense. I always go back to the reference point of the lightning and thunder combination of Reggie Bush and Lendell White at USC. Many of you recall Reggie Bush was kind of that slender running back, had great speed, had the ability to cut on a dime and really make you miss. But then when you needed those tough yards, you had a big-bodied back in 240-pound Lendell White coming downhill at you, and he had a nice speed element of his own despite being as big as he was. Both of them obviously went on to have pretty healthy NFL careers. I think BYU's strategy here is to have kind of that combo, if at all possible. I think of it this year, looking at the roster, you can tell me, okay, you got your thunder back, and I think he's actually the feature back, even though he's the bigger back, is a guy like Aiden Robbins. Uh, Phil still projects him to be a first-team Big 12 back this year, which is absolutely phenomenal praise for a guy like Robbins. But then you need a speed element, a, a change of pace back. That's what a guy like Deion Smith offers, I feel like, coming in from Colorado. He's not the biggest back out there, but he has a really nice ability to cut and obviously can put his shoulder down at times, but he's going to be the guy who is more that guy who's going to play on the perimeter, whereas a guy like Aiden Robbins is going to be a guy who's really happy to pound it, the rock right up the middle. The one thing I will not discount either of them, their ability, is that I think Aiden Robbins is more than capable of turning the corner on certain circumstances, while Deion Smith has proven that he can run through contact as well. That's also not to discount guys like Hinkley Ropati on the roster right now, or a Miles Davis. Like There are multiple options for BYU here at running back, but going back to the original topic at hand. Viren Ellison offers I think a really, really nice speed element and like I said, it just he strikes me as one of those running backs that it just looks smooth for him and slow is smooth, smooth is fast. You know the whole, you know that whole adage? I think I screwed it up anyways. I, I continue to screw it up. Smooth is, let's see, smooth is fast, fast is, whatever it is. You guys, if you guys know what I'm t- getting at, I apologize for butchering it but nonetheless, it's fun to have guys like this who are considering BYU because Byron Ellison is right in the heartland of where BYU needs to be recruiting more heavily the state of Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Louisville is a stone's throw away from Dallas, like literally just north of Dallas. It's proper, and he's got a great, uh, great, great ability as running back. And the other thing about this is I was reading up on him. Tragic uh, story, backstory. I know it doesn't necessarily apply 
per se to everything that's going on here. But Byron Ellison lost his dad to gun violence in 2021, late 2021. He dedicated this past season uh, to his dad. He ended up rushing for over 1,500 yards at the highest levels of, of Texas high school football. Had 15 touchdowns for Louisville Farmers. This kid's a productive productive player and you can tell he's got some motivation around him because I was, I was reading the story about it and him and his dad were very very close and obviously losing one's parent especially to a gun violence such a sad sad situation and a guy like Byron Ellison I think carries that with him and it kind of reflects in, in his play because like I said he's got the speed element that smooth uh, ability as a running back but at the same time when he needs to put that shoulder down and get violent and, and become that that running back that can pick up those tough yards he shows that ability as well so I think two very very viable options on the recruiting front for BYU with both of these young men uh, looking at BYU. Byron Ellison obviously naming BYU among his top five. And uh, big, big deal that EJ Kamenong has backed off that commitment to Washington, not going on that official visit. That means he's interested in other programs, and I think BYU would do well uh, to land a guy like that. And we'll, we'll be sure to pass along any intel we get with regards to recruiting on these guys. I'm actually awaiting a call back from a, uh, a source that has got more intel on this than most, and uh, I'll hopefully be able to glean some information I can pass along to you guys. I actually wanted to talk to this person more about Enoch Watson, but with the EJ Kamenong news, I'm going to ask about that and see what uh, information we can garner for you guys. And we'll, we'll probably touch on that if I can get that, uh, get that call back on tomorrow's podcast or maybe later on in the week, maybe on Friday, etc. All right. Uh, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip back over, talk about a couple other elements in BYU sports. Uh, one thing I also need to look back is another game in BYU's 2017 season. Now, it's been a rough uh, season to think back to how rough that year was, but one of the fun games uh, is what we're going to talk about today, a win over UNLV, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, first a word on our friends over at uh, Perry Homes. They've been working on this for a few months now. The best part is Perry Homes is here for you guys. Whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream homes or anywhere in between on Honestly, Perry Homes has a house for you for 50 years. Perry Homes is Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. they got many communities, home designs, and price points to help meet your needs. The best part is they got beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties along the Wasatch Front. No matter where you want to live along the Wasatch Front, or they have multiple communities down in Was- uh, no, Was- Wasatch County, Washington County, I should say, near St. George. I'll probably be in Wasatch County soon enough up there by Heber. But nonetheless, they have over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes and anything in between to fit your needs. They'll they'll customize it for you guys. They'll make sure that you guys are taken care of. And the best part is they're offering generous financing incentives right now through their preferred lender. Obviously, interest rates are absolutely outrageous, it feels like. They can help you guys uh, get a little bit uh, better interest rate through their preferred lender. So reach out today. Visit perryhomesutah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's perryhomesutah.com to learn more now. Make sure to mention the Locked On Cougar sent you when you sit down with them. But for 50 years, once again, Utah has been coming home to Perry Holmes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Can't thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. Uh, make sure if you have not done so already to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm actually going to grab this right here. In, a, in an effort uh, to uh, persuade you guys, if you have not done so already, uh, to subscribe, I'm holding this up right here. If you're watching this on YouTube, 
Uh, hopefully you can see that. There's a little bit of glare from my camera there. But that is a Jaron Hall signed football. Yes, I, I, this is a football that was given to me last year. Now, I have not found a good spot to put it, so I am going to offer it up along with some other BYU goodies I've collected over the last little bit. And the way we're going to give that away is we're going to do a summer-long uh, effort here. And it's obviously like it's, it's going to last for a little bit. We'll do it in the lead-up probably to around when BYU kicks off fall camp. I want to give that football away to you guys. And we'll give other goodies away. I've got some other BYU gear that I've been holding on to. I'd love to uh, part with it and help you guys out in there in Cougar Nation and uh, help you guys celebrate. But that football, that signed Jaron Hall football, will be the grand prize. Now, how do you enter? Well, it's really simple. All you got to do is subscribe to the show, whether you're watching this on YouTube, if you're uh, uh, listening to it, watching it on YouTube, I should say, listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, you know the different podcast providers out there. What I need is I need you guys to prove that you are subscribed on at least one of the channels, preferably all of them, honestly. I'd love to have, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you uh, don't necessarily listen to it on Apple Podcasts, go subscribe on both. It helps us out when you guys interact with the show. Leave comments, ratings, reviews, that type of stuff. I want to see evidence of you guys having supported the show in that circumstance. The way to get your entry in is take screenshots of those and send them to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Even if you've already done it, you are still eligible to win. Just uh, prove to me that you've subscribed, you've rated, reviewed the show, whatever way you guys can support it. Subscribe on YouTube, enable notifications on YouTube. But we'll carry this on throughout the summer. I'll remind you guys periodically to do this. My goal, honestly, by the time the season kicks off, I want to be at 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are just north of 3,100 subscribers. It's a it's a big goal to get that 5,000 subscriber mark, but I want to make it there, and if at all possible, by the time the season kicks off. So if you guys wouldn't mind helping out, obviously I'll be reward you guys. Like I said, you'll be in the running for that Jaron Hall football. I've got some uh, BYU gear. I've got some polos laying around. i got pullovers. I've even got some BYU socks. I've got, I've got all kinds of stuff that people have given me over the last little bit. I'm going to give it all to you guys. We'll pick up multiple winners, but the grand prize will be that signed Jaron Hall football. Uh, and it, obviously, we'll do a random drawing. But if you guys want to be entered to win, once again, send in your video or uh, photographical evidence of your guys' support of the show. And by the way, share with your family and friends. Tell them they can enter to win a Jaron Hall signed football and have that to put uh, under the Christmas tree potentially as late as Christmas or celebrate by having it in your man cave. I, I don't care what you do with it, but I'd love to give it away to you guys. And thank you once again for your support of the podcast. All right, uh, real quick before we go on today's show, let's look back at another game in BYU football history. The 2017 season. Uh, I had a couple of comments in the last week or so saying, Jake, you need to get past the 2017 season. We get it. We sucked. Uh, speaking of BYU. I get it, but we've been going game by game here. We're going to talk about a fun game, though, for a moment. Uh, BYU was 2-8 and eight coming uh, into a game against UNLV, and uh, BYU was really just struggling. They headed to Las Vegas with a new quarterback at the helm of their offense. Uh, Joe Critchlow was making his first career start for BYU. Many of you recall that Critchlow was a walk-on uh, coming in from Franklin, Tennessee. A guy that uh, was had that Big red hair, a big quarterback, big body, but he came in and was solid, if not uh, unspectacular. 14 of 22 for 160 yards and one touchdown. That's not bad numbers. The biggest thing in this game was that Squally Canada had his coming out party for BYU. He ended up running for 213 yards, a career best at that point. I actually think it was his best career uh, rushing total, period, in his BYU career. And also added one of BYU season high three rushing touchdowns as BYU ended up winning the game 31-21. to uh, It was a big win for BYU. Austin Kofensis added a rushing touchdown on 53 yards of his own. Braden Elbakri had another touchdown run for BYU. But it was a win that got BYU feeling a little bit better about themselves. And in some ways, it gave 
gave birth to the legend of Joe Critchlow. Many of you will recall the tail end of the 2017 season. Everybody was trying to talk themselves into, could Joe Critchlow be the future for the BYU football program? Well, this was not a bad debut for him in his first career start, but would ultimately pan out where he was going to be the guy for BYU? Well, we'll talk about what happened uh, in the next game uh, coming up on tomorrow's show. And it, let's just put it this way. It, it is the worst loss in BYU's recent memory, and it might be the worst loss for BYU football, period, ever. Uh, honestly, uh, you can go back to that 1985 loss to, U, to UTEP, uh, the one that BYU's headsets were bugged, but losing to UMass? Yeah, that one is among the worst, if not the worst, in BYU football history. But we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. All right, so there you go. You're up to date on this uh, Wednesday edition of the show. Once again, it'll be a mailbag edition of the podcast tomorrow. Sending your questions now. Love nothing more than to address any and all questions or comments, whatever you got for us. Send them in now. We'll get to them on tomorrow's podcast. And thank you once again for be- making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. And thank you sincerely to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.